Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. I'm one of your hosts, the Homelander memes, and the other host of the podcast is right here. Say hi, Vought. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Vought Productions. Hello, hello. Today we have a very special guest star. She is number one in the the boys Tumblr community. She has the number one largest page. While Instagram's a bit different than Tumblr likes wise, she's got about as good as you get. So uh, this is Pineapple. Say hi, Pineapple. Hello. I'm a pineapple of Fuck Yeah, the Boys Prime and Pineapples Perhaps on Tumblr. Yeah, so what do you uh what do you do? Go ahead and kinda of plug what you do. I know Tumblr's kind of a mix mash of like everything, but Yeah, it's uh, really it's really a good little mix of like Instagram and Twitter, I'd say. Like you've got a lot of memes, you got some cool fan art and edits and uh there's people just having discussions about the show in general and it's a it's a good time for the most part. Have you ever made fan art? I haven't. I can't draw to save my life. Um I tried oh. my hand at an edit once, but my computer sucks, so <laughs> that didn't work either. Damn. So what kind of content then would you say that you make on, on both accounts? And is one account different than the other? Or kind of like, what, is your, what does your page look like? Yeah. Uh, so on the main one, it's just about the boys in general. Um, I do a lot of like reposting of creators who I think are doing some really cool stuff. And I put some of my own theories out there and some of my own just comments on the show. Uh, and a few little like, memes and incorrect quotes and uh stuff like that i love the incorrect quotes i can't believe you do that oh my gosh those are so fun you'll have to send me some i seriously love them yeah i'll I'll look through the tag and send you some good ones oh and also with the the main the boys one really my goal with that is just to kind of make it like a space that you know any fan of the show would like want to be on like i'm not only talking about certain characters or i'm not like bashing anything that I don't like or something. I just kind of keep it very neutral. Yeah, so as far as, like, so then you also have the Pineapples Perhaps page, right? So what would you say that is? Right. So that one, um, so, like, the Frenchie Kimiko sort of shippers or whatever on uh, on Tumblr, it's a lot of a smaller thing, but everyone's just so into it. Like, you've got... They're passionate about it. Yes, they're very passionate. It's kind of like that on Instagram too at least the people that are still posting mm-hmm. they, they have like a little community for that too yeah there's oh, definitely cool. i've never come across that some people a lot of people go inactive between seasons yeah yeah that's true i kind of i'm kind of guilty of that a bit like i've tried yeah. not to but ever since like i had to put my account on private because someone tried like mass reporting me mm-hmm. it sucks because i haven't been able to like get posts out there so i don't even really bother posting on there right. until the next season comes out that I'm super excited for. Are you excited for that? Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I'm like I have so many questions, and I just, oh. I just need to see it now. Yeah, I know so many questions unanswered. So, what do you think was the better cliffhanger, uh, or just the better ending in general? Did you like the cliffhanger in season one when Butcher wakes up? Oh. And I did. I remember just being blown away by that the first time. Like, oh my gosh! It's yeah, I was hard. not expecting that. The way that scene is like, uh, what's it called? Filmed, like, like the mm-hmm. cinematography is amazing. Like, and you hear the music playing in the background. It's so memorable, you know. And especially like at that point, I had never even heard of the comics. I had no idea what was going on. So I, I did not expect anything. So I was like, okay, uh-huh. Butcher's dead or whatever. Yeah, VP, you didn't read the comics, right? I right. think we discussed this last. Yeah, I haven't read the comics. I'm familiar with a lot that happens in them, but I have not actually read them. So, but I get, I, I, I get the general just, but yeah, I guess a uh, Homelander is the only one who's actually read them out of the three of us. I told this on the other pod, so I actually ended up reading all of the comics in one night after seeing someone's Instagram story that said, oh, I just love this. I heard they're going to make a TV show. And basically, the only picture I was shown before I read it was Terror. And that's Butcher's, you know, like, that's Butcher's dog. Yeah. Well, in the comics, and it actually shows a little in the show, he trains the dog to fuck anything. And he says, Terror, fuck it. And the (laughs) dog fucks anything. And that's the panel I saw. I was like, what the fuck is this? 
So I started reading it, and I'm like, holy shit, this is superheroes, but they're, like, crazy, naked and shit. And I was like, yo, this, this is pretty awesome. Oh, dude, have you, have you heard of Herogasm? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's just the beginning. That. Yeah, with the terror thing, uh, I remember hearing about, like, that's why they hired that specific dog or whatever to yeah. play terror. And then when he got on set, like, he couldn't do it. <laughs> and, Yo, we got stage fright. I guess so. He was supposed to like hump the pig and whatever, and like he just wouldn't. Yeah, I remember there was a funny like I forgot exactly what the quote was, but Jack Quaid was talking about it because I think Jack Quaid was like one of the people that was trying to get Terror to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's funny. I can just imagine Jack just sitting there, just oh my gosh. It. Oh, Carl Urban, have you seen the outtakes? He liked the dog. The oh, dog yeah. actually follows me on Instagram, Bentley. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I- I'm just still wondering how a dog can use Instagram. They don't have thumbs. The mystery. Those little, like, floor buttons that have the words. Have you seen yeah. those? Yeah. yeah. Something to do with that, I bet. All right. Uh, so, Pineapple, you said, so, like, your your second page is really, like, Frenchie and Kamiko. So, I guess, obviously, I would assume they're your favorite part of the show, right? Yeah, yeah. That's why I uh, started... That's why I decided to watch season two, because, like, I'd kind of forgotten about the show after I watched season one, and I only just kind of remembered liking, you know, Frenchie and Kimiko. And then I heard that season two was coming out, and I was like, wait a minute, that had that really cute ship that I kind of liked. So I rewatched the whole thing, and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so into this now. And yeah, so that's why I even got into the fandom, like, actually. Why are you drawn to these two characters, would you say? Yeah, there's there's really a lot of reasons, some of which are kind of hard to describe. Uh, but one of my the main things I really like about it is how they they both just are kind of uh, like is Kimiko. She's becoming more of her own person and just like becoming really humanized after like being treated like an animal for all this time. And I, I think Frenchie's on sort of a similar but different journey. Uh, Frenchie. Uh... He he was mistreated too, and he had a yeah. rough childhood. And he sympathizes, I I think. Definitely, because like, because when you see him, you know, before Kimiko shows up, he's just kind of this like, uh, I wake up next to a different woman every night, kind of like whatever. And, pills. and then, and then when you see him with Kimiko that first time, like in the the Radio Shack thing, he's this entirely different person. She just like brings out this whole other side of him, and I think he. Yeah. That makes him realize he can be something other than this this guy he's been masquerading as this whole time and he can actually kind of heal and care about something. Right. Yeah, I mean Frenchie's definitely an interesting character. I mean, you see him like I guess I hadn't really thought of that before about how she brings out a different side of him, but now for some reason, like in my head I can picture the scene where like she's showing him like how to how to say a gun and he's like smiling while he's doing it and stuff. Yeah. And I guess it's like, I guess Kamiko kind of brings out the side of Frenchie that like really cares about people because you kind of see like he doesn't really show that side of himself too much, but yet for Kamiko, like he really does like care about her um, mm-hmm. like a lot. Um, and he tries, you know, that whole thing about like him trying to like quote unquote like save her and everything. Like, yeah, because he, because I think he says something about like him trying to save her. Wait, it's also his attempt to like save himself or something and yeah big question who brings out the better side of who i think i think both of them honestly because you know kimiko she probably because he he treated her like a human from the beginning right and everyone else was just like she's kind of no yeah and like he uh there's just like little details like in episode eight he brings her like a chocolate bar and like and whatever and like just the way that he uh he's really gentle with her but like not in a condescending way yeah he's yeah. the only one early on that doesn't treat her like a monster pretty much and huey yeah exactly it too, just because huey's like but huey's more like scared of her i think frenchie's the only one who like isn't scared of her but also treats her normal because like butcher isn't scared of her but he's like i'll shoot her right like that's yes. remember, remember she broke mesmer's wrist yeah and oh. he just like he did not care he was just like worried about kamiko and that was just so cute and weird yeah and he wasn't even like explicitly hitting on her at first he just genuinely wanted to get to know her yeah but remember when uh her brother died and 
Frenchie was on like a bunch of drugs and he kissed her. Mm-hmm. That was that was quite the mistake. I remember just screaming at the TV, not literally screaming, but that was such a moment. Oh my gosh, it's like the worst thing he could have done. It, it might it, it might even be comparably worse than that scene where he uh, screamed that there was an RPG that can stop Stormfront. <laughs> yeah, it's almost as bad as that. <laughs> you know, honestly, from like a, a writing perspective, I think they may have had to throw that in just so their relationship didn't like go too far too quickly. Because if they hadn't had some sort of divide in season two, they would be too close, you know, by the end of season two. And it'd be like, what do we do with them now? I guess I guess they were like progressing at a pretty decent rate, but you still have Butcher in the way. Butcher's kind of in the way of everybody, honestly. But right. How's Butcher in the way? Oh, because he doesn't like Kamiko, really. And he still, I mean, he doesn't like... He tolerates her now in season two. He does a little bit, but... I don't think they have any conflict. Yeah, I think he's or, like, sort of accepted yeah. that she's on their team by this point. She's a Spice Girl. But I guess throughout season one, he definitely hated her. And in season oh, yeah. two, he, he changes his mind and uh, hates, uh, hates Annie instead. So now in season three, who will he hate in season three? Nobody knows. Yeah, he needs a new woman to hate. Right. But I guess, like, as far as, like, those two go, because I-, I guess between the two ships, you would you would definitely say that Frenchie and Kamiko is, like, slightly less popular mm-hmm. than Huey and Annie. So I'm curious, kind of, like, what draws you to them, too. I know we talked a little bit before recording about how the show almost tries to force you to like Huey and Annie. So is that kind of what pushed you away from those two? Or Yeah, I mean, I guess nothing really pushed me away from Huey and Annie necessarily. It's just... It never really got my attention. You know, it's just another two normal white millennials falling in love. Like, okay, yeah, I, that happens. Uh, Yo, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because Frenchie and Kamiko, they're a little bit different because, like... They don't complain. Well, Kamiko doesn't talk, so I guess she doesn't complain. And then... And Frenchie's an OG. She's not complaining either. So who do you think would win in a fight, Frenchie or Huey? Oh, Frenchie. Absolutely. How about you, VP? Who would win? Um, definitely, fr- definitely Frenchie, but be careful, though, because Huey's got the detonator. Even though Frenchie made the bomb, but Huey's got a detonator. You can never mess with the man with the detonator. But... I guess in any yeah. other context, I mean, Frenchie's got the knife skills and the guns. I don't know. It's a lot more I experience. Mean, come on, what did Huey do in season one and two? Since he's He accidentally been- did something useful half the time. <laughs> he cut off Lamplighter's head, and he's innovative. Okay, that's Sorry. true. Improvising. That, that was He's getting better move. for sure. Yeah. He complained a lot in season two, but whatever. They wanted to use that story arc for some reason. I feel so, like they, went too, they focused too much on that. But yeah. VP here will disagree. Oh, you agree? I mean, I don't know. Like, Huey, Huey's an interesting character, but I think he definitely does whine a lot. That's for sure. Do you relate? To Huey? Whining? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, not necessarily. I mean, I think he's got every reason to. Why do you but, like him? I mean, I like him because he's not like, he's kind of just like a casual kid that's just thrown into like a terrible situation. I feel like the way that he reacts to a lot of stuff, especially in season one, would be kind of just like how like your average person would react to it. Like he just seems more, he just seems more relatable, I guess. And just in terms of like the way he like approaches things, like, I don't know. Like, yeah, he does whine a lot, but I think he just kind of showcases the side of, like, I don't know, because, like, he, he fights with, like, his inner self of, like, he's trying to be, like, independent and, like, on his own and, like, badass and stuff, but he's still, like, bitch has to deal with all this, like, traumatizing stuff, too, and he, like, just kind of, like, fights those two sides. Okay, so as far as Frenchie and Kamiko go, like, what would you say is your favorite... Like, give me, like, your top three, like, favorite scenes with them. Okay. Um, or just your favorite scene. doesn't have to be top yeah. three. Okay, so this is weirdly specific. But there's this the one scene where they're, like, watching TV together about, like, shark. And if you look at, the, like, the um, subtitles of what the TV, like, is saying, it's it's just, like, this weird parallel talking about, like, the female of the species reciprocating feelings and then that's like when kamiko holds his hand and just like that detail exactly yeah 
so like that that was just such a really cute detail. I think I but, noticed that I get yeah, I think I noticed that too. So, and then obviously the the Radio Shack scene when they first, you know, meet. At Radio Shack? I think you're thinking of Robin. No, isn't it like it's in the subway oh, yeah, and they're the chasing subway. Her. Yeah. I feel like I'm so, missing a really important one and I'm gonna hate it when I go back and listen to this. Uh, you're gonna listen you're gonna listen to the pod and just be like, Why did I forget that one scene? It's okay, you yeah, can comment it though. Uh, you're commenting okay. I know. My my friend uh his his username is Legends of Entity. He's gonna get on me like, Why didn't you say this? Why didn't you say this? But yeah. <laughs> um and I guess yeah. the third one Oh, the baking scene. That's the one I was thinking. Yeah. The baking scene is really oh. cute. Uh, you. But that's any season two one. Season two has a lot of pain, but I guess it's. Uh, I liked you know when she she was really doubting herself before they went to go after Stormfront that whole season or episode eight thing, and he's like, "Who's doubting herself?" Yeah, she's like, "I'm I'm not going to be able to, you know, do what I have to when I see Stormfront," and and Frenchie says something about like, "If there's anything I know about you." You can take care of yourself. And that's just kind of like the whole summation of their season two, like journey or whatever. Yeah, because they definitely do have a lot of moments that are like painful and then like a lot that are pleasant. I'm trying to think how they compare versus Huey and Annie in terms of like how their plot goes. Because Frenchie and Kamiko, I guess the, the one big difference with them two is they both know like who each other are, basically, kind of like from the beginning. I mean, Frenchie doesn't know the extent of her past, but he knows who she is. As right. a person. She, that she's like a killer and stuff. But, mm-hmm. or not like a killer, well, not like that one. way. But she's capable of being one, basically. Like, he can't, like, basically mess around with her. Whereas, like, Huey, like, Annie has no idea, like, what Huey's up to. Like, she thinks he's just, like, some random guy. And then, right, yeah. I, so theirs was kind of a relationship founded on lies at the beginning, at least. Right. Whereas, yeah, yeah Kamiko and Frenchie, like they both, they both already knew each other. It was just like, or not knew each other, but they both knew who each were other broken. were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to kind of, almost in a way, like slowly bond over that. I think Kamiko was just really walled up from like all of her past experiences and everything that she was kind of scared to let somebody in. Like Frenchie mm-hmm. didn't lie to her, so there's that. <laughs> Do you is there know why? I could change. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Is there any way I could change one of my answers for the uh, the favorite scenes? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I actually remember the one I was trying to think of. It was the um the scene at Mesmer's. Uh. Where oh, really? he learns I, I really like that name. Too. Yeah. Because, like, you've got the whole thing where he's like, uh, he's like comforting her and whatever. And then when he learns her name and he just like looks at her like she's just the only thing in the world. And he's like, Bonjour, Kimiko. And yeah, so that was, that's probably one of my favorite scenes. I, I yeah. like that a lot. And we got to learn a bit about her past. Did you like Mesmer? Uh, I mean, he was, he served his purpose for sure. And, and then got his face yeah. bashed in. Yes. I think that was fitting. But he also could have been really useful too. So I don't know. Right. But he's a snitch. He went to Homelander. So one of the, one of the scenes with Kamiko that I kind of like in season one, speaking of people getting bashed in, is, um, when she shows up with Huey, like when A-Train has uh, Huey's dad hostage and she basically shows up, like, and nobody knows that she's there. Like, we don't even know that oh, she's yeah. there. But, but A-Train's like, oh, I'm gonna, like, basically, like, kill your dad or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and then Kamiko just shows up and just bashes yeah. him in the leg. That's why which... I started liking her. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. yeah. And then Huey's like, yeah, you're right. It was, it would have been stupid to come alone. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was an epic Huey moment. I just wonder how Atrian didn't see her then. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, she, she was he was tweaking. Somewhere. He was tweaking. That's true. He was sweating and talking gibberish and mm-hmm. pissed off. Yeah, I guess like the thing with with Atrian specifically too. It's interesting how his arc goes because he's like in the beginning. He obviously, like, I mean, he hates Huey throughout, like, the whole season, but he tries to, like, convince 
Huey that like the reason well, first he tries to say that Huey killed Popclaw, which he knows isn't true because he knows right. he killed her because he's the one that did it. Um, and then like he kind of goes through that whole thing where like he starts kind of taking responsibility for like his own stuff. And, you know, he has that confrontation with Huey at the end in episode eight where he's like, you know, you're right. Actually, you know, you didn't kill her. I did. Um, so, yeah, just that whole moment with him and him and Huey share some scenes together that are really good. Honestly, I think there's like there's a keen difference on if you compare the uh, if you compare Huey and Annie to Kimiko and Frenchie, they're attracted to each other, I think, for totally different reasons. Like you said, I think they're more of like a millennial couple and complain all the time, which is kind of realistic. But Kimiko and Frenchie have been through way more shit than them, and they yeah. don't say anything. I mean, literally, Kimiko doesn't say anything, you know? Right. It's like, I think it says something about the characters. He, I mean, VP, do you think you could, you could uh, say anything on that? I mean, yeah, I mean, Kamiko and Frenchie definitely are able, it seems like they're able to handle a lot of stuff better. I think Frenchie has the mentality of, oh, like, I'm going to fix it, right? Mm -hmm. Huey's mentality is more like, I'm going to complain about it and be upset about it. And Frenchie's like, I'm going to fix it even if it doesn't need fixing because he's like an inventor. Like, that's just what he does. Like, he, he plays with machines, he plays with toys, and he tries to apply the same logic to people where he's like, oh, like, I can just, you know, if they're hurting or whatever, like, I can fix them, which he realizes he can't with Kamiko. And he kind of comes to that realization, like, hey, like, she's got to heal on her own. Like, there's nothing I can do. Mm -hmm. um, he was pushing too hard. I know how he feels. Right, like he was just kind of he he was trying too hard, and and ironically enough, when he doesn't try as hard is when kind of Kamiko starts to bond back towards him because he admits to her, which I think is a very yeah. powerful moment. And at the end of episode six, when he kind of like sits down on the ambulance with her and says like, "Hey, like, look, like I've been trying to save you." Because it's my way of trying to rewrite my horrible past, and I shouldn't do that, and I'm sorry. And that was like a really powerful scene with them two, because you finally understand why Frenchie's been obsessed with trying to fix her the whole time. And when he kind of opens up and is honest with her, I think that's what kind of helps them to finally, to finally bond yeah. over, over that. So one thing that, I, that is so true, what you said, ain't that the truth? Is that the less you try when you talk to girls, I feel like the more that they, I don't know, like they want to get to know you or I don't know. It's like the more you try, the less good it does for you. Is this, is this like a personal insight? Well, yeah, because it's like into life, life advice with into, Homelander. Into your life. Yes. Life advice with Homelander. Well, look, it happened right. with Frenchie. Frenchie pushed way too hard. Frenchie was a little horn dog while he was cooped up in the basement with Kimiko. And he goes in her little closet room thing and kisses her the day after her brother died. Oh, that was because he was on drugs. Like, that wasn't necessarily because he was trying too hard, I don't think. I don't think he would have done that were it not for the drugs. Who knows? They, they don't even, like, go on about it. Like, they show him doing drugs. They so show him making that decision. But they never talk about it. Like, I don't know. They kind of bring it up because he yeah, goes to talk to Cherry after and she's like, why are you trying to kiss her dog? And she's like, she's like, is that because what you wanted or that's because you thought that's what she wanted? And he's like, oh, yeah, no, she definitely wanted that kiss. And she just kind of looks at him like, mm, I don't think she did. And he's like, OK, Who's yeah, you're that? probably right. You're Who's probably right. That? When he goes to talk to he talks to Cherry like after he does that, oh, like, he goes to yeah. talk to her and yeah, and she's like, oh, like, what are you doing, my guy? Mm -hmm. So. Which is kind of interesting how she's just like, how her character is just like there. Like, what is her actual relationship with Frenchie? Yeah, like, it's like a all... weird, like, business partners with benefits or something kind of thing. I, I think they're like soulmates, but they're just figuring shit out in their relationship right now. What? Sherry and Frenchie? I think Kimiko and. Oh, sorry. Kimiko and Frenchie, I was talking about. Oh, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know too much about Sherry. I mean, what does it tell us? I mean, they don't show us too much of her. I mean, we see her like a little bit. Like, there's something definitely there with her and Frenchie. I'm just curious, like, what their past is and like how they really got into knowing each other. Because obviously, like, they're business partners and stuff. But he even goes to her like a couple times, like privately, 
like advice about stuff and when he's like really broken and has no one else to go to. So clearly there's some kind of bond there. It's just why it happened and what what extent it still goes to to this day. I'm not really sure. I don't yeah, I, I don't, don't need any more flashbacks though. Okay. Right. Sometimes it's better to uh show don't tell or wait. Tell don't show. I, don't I show. guess so. Yeah. I don't remember if this was a fan theory or like something that actually someone official actually said but i heard something about like they might have grown up together or something and then like or maybe grown up together in the sense that like when Frenchie first came to america and stuff like she was one of the first people that that he found or something that's I don't definitely think a fan theory because that's oh. not the show. okay I yeah tell you that. yeah that's definitely do yeah. we know what Frenchie was in the past well he grew up with his dad in like marseille and he was really abused there then at one point when he was like a little older, he was in Algiers. Uh, but other than that, we don't know. Interesting. Because we know a lot about Kamiko's past at this point. Because we know about like where she was at originally and how like she was kind of like force fed, I guess is the word. I don't know, force force injected mm-hmm. with compound V and everything. And eventually she kind of came to America as well. Um yeah, both their backstories are interesting. But we don't know. I mean, we just know that Frenchie's always been involved in shenanigans, right? Like, he's he used yeah. to be really bad, badly, like, addicted to, like, drugs and stuff. But he was still always doing, like, shenanigans, like, trying to, like, rob rob things and go after the soups, mm-hmm. you know? Which, one thing that's kind of interesting to me, um, like, one parallel that I noticed while watching the show, and this is slightly unrelated to Frenchie and Kamiko, but is during one of Frenchie's flashback scenes, like they have a scene with like Grace Mallory and, or I think it's when they flashback. Yeah. When they flashback to like butcher, like when they're all there and she says a line to butcher about like, you know, I, you know, heard what happened to Becca, you know, like I can help you get payback or whatever. And it's kind of like the same exact thing that butcher does to Huey. Like, Oh, I heard what happened to Robin, but like, I got you. So it's like this weird, like never ending. It's almost like this weird, like never ending circle of just like a soup does something. And you got like this crazy team of people and like the crazy team of people trying to go after the soups just gets like bigger and bigger. It's yeah. just like it's more the same thing with MM too. It's true. Like they didn't show it to us, but the whole. Oh, yeah. His dad. Right. Yeah. And he talks about his dad was trying to fight Vaught, but his dad tried to do it the right way. Mm hmm. So that's the difference. This is dad tried to do it that they way. They killed him. You think Stormfront yeah. killed him? Didn't he like have a heart attack or something? That's what they that's said, what they... but yeah. you don't know. It that's was true. covered up. It's implied. Oh, but if I could go like really far back for like one second about the whole Kimiko Frenchie versus Huey Annie thing. Yeah. Sure. I, I know we're way past that. Uh, but I think another thing that's sort of like a similarity slash difference is that, like, Kimiko and Frenchie seem to be sort of made for the kind of environment they're in with the boys, like, like you know, fighting for something. and they're killers. Kind of going with it. Yeah, they're, like, killers, but also... And Softies. So they're, they're sort of okay in that environment, and they're okay where they are, and just, like, with each other. Whereas with Huey and Annie, they're both really in situations that they, like, I don't know if they're actively trying to escape from them, but like, you know, Annie hates it in the seven and Huey is always complaining about whatever the boys are doing. And just like, they're, they're both the only good thing they have is each other. Cause they get, that's their one time, like outside of those environments. Whereas with uh Frenchie and Kimiko, they're just kind of thriving just in that place together. Right. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, with Huey and Annie, like they they, both of them have made comments like multiple times before about leaving. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, they have that line in season one, episode like six, I think, when they have their first kiss where Huey's like, oh, let's go to like Pink Sands and whatever. And they kind of start laughing. They're like, wait, are we actually seriously talking about this? Mm -hmm. And which that would be cool to like see them end up in Pink Sands. I I don't know. I'm kind of. That'd be so cute. Oh, my God. I feel like I'm really worried now for their like relationship arc just because I have this I just have this weird like really bad feeling that for some reason the show is just going to like 
hijack their plot and just like completely run it into the ground. I don't know why. I just don't feel good about it. I mean, I felt that way though, to be fair, going into season two about Annie, like I was kind of really nervous about her and she ended up being like fine. So I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, as far as Huey and Annie go, they're definitely not made for the world they're in. Cause even no. though Annie was training to be a superhero, like she didn't really know what she was training for. Like she was just doing like beauty pageants and stuff and like, you know, going to the believe expos and everything, but she wasn't like designed to be like a killer. Right. Yeah. Or like to be in that kind of have like traumatic stuff like that happen. It was supposed to be like a fantasy, like fairy tale. Like, yeah. Oh, she's like, an overrated soup. Oh, <laughs> I'll fight you on that. I know you, you know will. What? I hope. I hope in season three she just goes off. I, she just goes off on everybody except for Huey. Don't go off on Huey. Leave Leave Huey alone. But she goes off on everybody else. Mm. Have her. Uh, have her kill a uh, Homelander. There we go. Abby, that'd be that'll cool. be a shock. That'll be a shock. No, that definitely won't happen. But and they won't though. But definitely not. I don't think she could if she tried. Yeah. Seriously. She, well, could she burn his eyes out? He'd burn her right back. That's true. He'd burn her right back. Did you watch Invincible? When Omni Man gets his, uh, he he gets like a superhero tries to put his thumbs in his eye sockets, and his eyes weren't affected; they just turned red. I bet the same thing would happen. Yeah, Homelander, right? No, it's definitely weird to like try to think about what happens if the soups fight each other because, like, the show tries to get kind of like dodges that a little bit. I mean, they have like Starlight and Noir fight each other, but then Maeve comes in. You know, and they have like Starlight and A Train fight each other, and then A Train has a heart attack. But as far as like who would actually win, like who's the most powerful? I mean, obviously Homelander's the most powerful, but maybe you could argue that maybe Noir could take him. Um, and then it's like this weird, like it's almost like a weird like food web tree of like who would kill who. Yeah, I, I almost wonder if you. If you redo the fight with Starlight and Black Noir, where Noir doesn't get a jump on her first, if Starlight wins. Because I think the main reason why he he beat her is because he he is like specialized in close range fighting and Starlight is not, despite how many times she wants to punch people for some reason. Um, yeah. He he kind of got the jump on her, and I think you know you're just not gonna win when he just comes up from behind and like starts throwing you through tables and stuff. Like you're just not gonna like be able to really get your footing. I think if they were both like squared off, she might stand a chance because she could just keep blasting him, right? Like you wouldn't be able to get close in theory. Mm-hmm. But just I guess it depends on like how strong he is in the sense that like how much would that affect him. I mean, he's taken a lot and just walked right out of it. Right. It's just, she just keeps blasting him into the wall, and he just stands back up and walks towards her again, <laughs> and then she just blasts him back into the wall. I'm like, nobody ever wins. She's just sitting there just blasting him. And then yeah. eventually they just call it off. They're like, okay, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, just forget it. Yeah. So I guess so far, like as far as season three speculations go, the only thing we've gotten so far is like the Vought News Network things, which kind of give us a general idea of like where we're going with season three. Um, but what do you guys think about those? Like the two like recording episodes we've had so far. Like, do you like the idea? Do you like the stuff they've done in them? Like, what are, what are your thoughts? Yes. Yeah, I really can't wait till we see Eagle the Archer. Eagle the Archer. Oh yeah, make his make his return. As someone again. from the Cleveland area, that was so dumb. This whole oh, yeah. thing is he's from Cleveland because Cleveland's literally useless, and he's so useless, so it it's just so fitting. Yeah, but I mean, he's like Hawkeye; he's just like useless. Yeah. Well, not useless. I, I don't know. I hope we see him in action. Remember, he ran out of arrows. That's yeah, he ran out thing. of arrows, and like, what are arrows against like any other modern weapon? <laughs> hey, like, he's a homie though. He was helping the deep out when he yeah. was at his lowest of lows. Personality wise, he's. Yeah, and then he got fucked over. Mm-hmm. So I see guys. And the deep basically kind of sold him out, or he kind of agreed to sell him out, because the Alistair was like, what do you guys think of Eagle? And the deep's like, oh yeah, the Eagle's great. And then he's like, nope, Eagle's the worst person ever, and you're not supposed to associate with him. And the deep's just like, oh. Um, Eagle the archer. That's just typical cult behavior. He's a toxic personality. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's, so that's they, the exact language they use in Scientology is toxic personality. Really? Yeah. Toxic personality. And then they made up all that stuff about him with all the Photoshop stuff and then uh, craziness. But now Alistair's dead, so who knows what happens mm-hmm. with the church? Because apparently the Deep has spoken negatively about the church. Who, Alistair? I like Alistair. I really lot. liked him too, honestly. I really did. I thought his scene, I was like, disappointed. His one meeting with a Stan Edgar, like that scene was so good where they're talking, yeah. talking to Stan Edgar, trying to convince him to get those two, the, the deep and a train back into the seven. He's like, look, like I got these two guys, like they're ready to come. Oh back. my. Yeah. I just thought of something. My, this is going to be my theory before season three comes out, but I think Victoria Newman is going to die and she's going to be killed by Homelander as he gouges her eyes out with his like thumbs. Because you know how she can't use her powers if she can uh, see. Hmm. And ho- home- that's definitely something Homelander would do and make for one of those classic gory the boys scenes. See, I don't think they're going to kill Newman quite yet. Like, I yeah, think they've I think built up her character. I think she's safe for season three. Season four, they might kill yeah. her. I think season three, she's, she's fine. A- I she's think she's gonna bit... be some kind of overarching villain that like lasts more than one season. She yeah, she's a living uh plot device. Mm-hmm. Seriously, I mean... like they could say anything, like blackmail. Like I feel like they're pulling so many things out of their asses this season. Just to try to I- excuse why people haven't died yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's kinda lazy writing if you ask me. But I mean I still love the show. Yeah, it becomes hard to try to explain why in a world full of superheroes and then just random human dudes, why the boys aren't wiped off the map. Because Well, no, I understand. I understand if you think about it for what it is. Yeah, because, I mean, nothing really it truly is stopping Homelander from going over to wherever the boys are hiding out at and lasering every single one of them and then Not them if playing they have a title card. Not if they <laughs> have Zink, yeah. That's true. So Batman can beat Superman? I have faith in Billy Butcher. Yeah, dude, he might he might be able to do it. No, I mean, but if they were gonna take if they were gonna take Victoria Newman out, I think I would rather have like somebody else do it. Just because I mean, Homelander, like I think it's just obviously implied that Homelander can kill people. I think I would just rather see like a different soup do something. Like I think the show makes such a point of like how powerful Homelander is, and like they have him kill so many people. But I don't know. Personally, I feel like if you, if you're going after Newman, I think Starlight would be a good counter because she could just burn her eyes out, and then mm-hmm. you know you could call it a day there. Um, but obviously, any of the soups could take her out. I think really, besides the deep, I don't think the deep could do it unless they were by water. Oh, I got an idea. I think that one thing the deep could do potentially, which is kind of out of the box, but like, like forcibly send her down into the dark depths of the ocean. And like using like dolphins and mammals and stuff, and she starts like exploding their heads as they keep pushing her darker into darkness, and then finally she can't use her powers. Oh gosh, that's really <laughs> random. But... That'd be such a crazy way to uh, yeah. tear off, dude. Yeah. Oh man, they should hire me. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe they, maybe they shouldn't. Um, oh yeah, um, I might be remembering this wrong, but like. Isn't Victor Newman in the comics like the vice president or something? I believe she is. She's like the vice, yeah. yeah. So like maybe they're going to go that route like where she just gains more power. Because right now she's just like a congresswoman. So maybe she'll like become vice president and then like have more power oh, and be doing more crazy stuff. And- yeah, I'm- Possibly. I want to know what her deal is with Vought because I feel like with how yeah. powerful Vought is, I think I feel like this is all like an inside job. Like this organization that Newman is working for is like technically fake. Like I don't know if that like mm-hmm. all of the seven knows about it, but I think Edgar at the very top knows about it because we don't even know who she's associated with. She's kind of her own party. She's just like a wild card. Yeah, it's like kind of her own plan, but there's like no motivation that we can right now right how do you think it goes down with her and huey because obviously at some point in season three huey's gonna find out what she's up to so do you guys think that she gets 
she gets trapped like Huey gets trapped or do you think he's able to know and then like is able to leave and like let the boys like how do you think he finds out that Newman's like not good and how do you think like is he going to be safe from her or is it going to be a situation where it's like the season climax where he's trapped and the boys have to get him out okay I've got a couple ideas how it could go down like either the thing because right now with at the end of season two they're all kind of gone their separate ways in a sense like mm's with his family frenchie and kamiko are doing their thing and like he was working for newman and i don't know what's up with butcher he's insane um so then i'm thinking maybe like the thing that brings them back together is huey finds out like that she's a soup and she's doing all this crazy stuff and he just like runs to mm or butcher and he's like oh my gosh guys like she's the actual evil here we have to do something and he's like fearing for his life because I don't know, maybe she found out that he knows. Or he finds out at the very end of season three and like they're kind of working together in a sense. Then at the end, he's like, holy fuck. Like I've been doing the wrong thing this whole time. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I kind of agree with more of like the first prediction that you said. I think he finds <laughs> out earlier on and then the boys like try to watch. Like I think. I don't know if he tries some kind of plan where he tries to gain evidence like undercover, like he knows what she is, but then Uh, I feel like such like a Huey Campbell thing would be like, he would stay there and then try to get like undercover evidence. And MM would be like, dude, you're the dumbest person ever. And he'd be like, no, don't worry. I got this. And then something's going to go wrong where like, he's going to get in trouble or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then, like, if they have to save him, like, who comes in to, like, try to save him? There's really so many ways, I think, with season three, like, they could go. Like, the direction of the story, like, they ended season two so well that it's, like, with season three, they could really do anything I think they really want because they basically gave themselves a clean slate, like, story-wise. Yeah, I think they did that really well, too. I think they did that on purpose. So they can, they can introduce in all these soups and stuff. So what are your predictions then for Frenchie and Kamiko in season three, then Pineapple? What do you, so what do you think will happen and what do you hope will happen? And are those two the same thing or? Mm. I don't know. I don't really know where to go with them. Like, of course, the little like fanfic writer me is like, ah, yes, they're living in a house that they, you know, one of eight trains, empty houses by the ocean. And they're just hanging out and baking. And then one day the boys are going to knock on their door and all their, peace is going to be disrupted but i don't know it could really either go like more of the romantic route like that or they could just be kind of like awkward roommates for a while like i definitely don't think they're they're gonna have another like a whole separation event like in season two and, but, and i hope not because i'd rather yeah. see them like as far as like both ships go like i'd rather just see both like both of the ships like progress because i think they've done so much work as far as the writing goes with both huey annie and frenchie kamiko to like make them go through so much together and then like come back and bond i just don't see any reason to reset any of those arcs for really anything um i think it would be nice to kind of see like Frenchie and Kamiko progress. I don't think I don't think they'll be the the, the baking route like on the beach, but yeah, may, exactly. May, maybe in <laughs> the season, the dream, but yeah, maybe yeah. in the season finale. But you do bring up a good point though about um th- like w- when you said like you know the boys will come knock on their door because that made me realize like at the very end of the season all the boys are separated off like they're not really together anymore they're all doing their Mm -hmm. own thing so how they all come back and like reorganize is going to be very interesting how they play that card out because obviously butcher is going to be i don't even know if butcher is going to be in the mood for like i don't know what this man's going to do like i don't know like he might be his own card like i almost wonder if it'll be you know, it'd be interesting. So you know how the show starts with Butcher trying to rally everybody together because, like, he's trying to get revenge? Mm-hmm. What if in season three, it's the boys trying to get Butcher back? Like, they oh, find out about Newman, and they're trying to, like, convince him to come back, and he doesn't want to do it. And yeah. they're like, they, they have to convince him. I could see that happening. I think I'd personally like to see something where maybe butcher gets some kind of connection with annie a little bit more because i really liked that dynamic they played out 
in season two, like in the sixth episode, where they kind of show how Butcher and Annie are actually alike in a lot of ways. And I thought their chemistry and just like their scenes like on screen were really good. So if they could find some way to have an excuse to have Butcher and Annie team back up again, like that would be that would be really good. I think yeah. that'd be cool to see. Right. And I like I remembered a weird, like really specific thing that I think somebody mentioned. I think it was Kripke probably, like, geez, months ago. Something about how, like, we're going to see that Kimiko likes, like, old musicals. and Oh, yeah, Hollywood movies, yeah. right? Yeah, like, the old, like, uh, I forget the ones that he named off, but, like, oh, the, the really iconic one, um, West Side Story, I think. And then there were a few others, and I was like, okay, there's got to be a reason that he brought this up specifically. Yeah, and in hindsight, it's going to be so obvious, but right now it's so cryptic. Yeah. Although... Cryptic. Kripke. Yes, sir. No, I think... Here's the problem, though, with Kripke, is, like, after the the damn near stress this guy put me through for season two, I don't know if Mm -hmm. I can really trust him anymore. Because if you read, like, what he said about Starlight's character in season two, like... It was so bad. Like, I remember reading it, and I was literally like, oh my gosh, like, her character is done for. Like, oh. he did an interview where he was like, where he was like, yeah, she's not with Huey. Like, her relationship is, like, fraught. Like, she goes through so much stuff, and we don't think she'll be able to mentally make it through this season. Like, her entire character is broken. Like, mm-hmm. she goes through so much stress. Like, she probably will not recover. And I was just like... <laughs> She's so sad. Dead. And then yeah. you look, and then you look, and I'm probably gonna put this in the YouTube portion, like, like the, the clip mm-hmm. of it. It's like the end of the season is like her just like smiling, like with Huey. Like you get that scene, and like if you put those two things together, like those do not go together at all. Like, oh yeah, exactly. I don't think she'll make it through the season. And you just cut to the finale where it's like her and Huey are just like lovebirds, and she looks like the happiest person on the planet. Like, gosh dang it, Kripke. Mm-hmm. But that was okay, though, because that made that payoff really good because I was expecting the worst for her. So uh, I guess uh, on the bright side, you know, my expectations, like what happened was way better than what I thought. So hopefully the same goes for them in season three, because right now my expectations are that I'm not going to like the way season three goes for her and Huey. Hopefully I get uh, proven wrong again. I'll say that VP. Nah, man, I'm going to be pessimistic about it because so far it doesn't look good. And then you're, you'll get much better than what you're expecting. Eventually. Hopefully. Hopefully. I was joking with, uh, with one of my friends today. I said, what if, what if a supersonic kills Huey? And he's like, dog, if that <laughs> happens, we're going to riot. Like, you can't. <laughs> Could you imagine? That would be such a drastic difference from the, uh, from the comics if they actually make supersonic like a main, main character guy. Because I saw a clip from Kripke where, today, where there was an interview that he did. I think it was with Entertainment Weekly. And he said in season three that, that he kind of wants to show that no character is safe. And that he wants the audience to feel like tense the whole time. And so that makes me think they're going to kill off somebody that makes you go like, Ooh. And I'm Who like, do you think? I personally Frenchy. think it's going to be Maeve or Elena. Yeah, I could see that. The reason why I say Maeve is because I think she's going to get in trouble because if you remember after season one, she was supposed to watch after Starlight. Like Homelander said, she's your responsibility. Personally, I don't think so, but I can't say anything because I read the comics. I mean, the show's technically, I think, going a different route. So, I mean, technically the prediction is still valid. I mean, I think Elena, I could definitely see Homelander killing Elena like get back at Maeve because I feel like that'd be the type of mind games Homelander would play like he wouldn't kill Maeve he would just kill Elena to make Maeve miserable you know like he would Um, just want to keep her alive and keep her miserable I have no idea what to expect a weird part of me thinks it's going to be Huey but I just don't see how they could do that like I just can't do that like I just don't see like what if they would kill Huey off they'd Uh, use like they'd lose at least half their viewers they would the, all the people coming in for uh to, to see Soldier Boy would replace all of the people that would oh leave when, when Huey dies. Jeez. That's true. Like, dude, I. You know what would be an interesting like plot thing though? 
I think the only way I'd be fine with Huey dying, and I say this in this in the sense of like I would be pissed either way if it happened, but the only way that I would kind of maybe accept it, like if Homelander killed him, I'd just be pissed because I just don't really like Homelander. So I would just be like, okay, great, like this dude's just ruining everything. Like, thanks for that. But if Annie like went rogue on him and like straight up like executed him, and it wasn't like she was forced to do it. Like, she literally just, like, did it. Like, it would be such a, like, a heel turn for her character to just outright just kill Huey. It would just be one of those moments that would just be so shocking. But I think it would just be, like, you would almost have to respect it because you would just be, like, there's no way you saw it coming. And it just Maybe happened. in the end, but totally not season three. Could you imagine, like, the very end of the season, like, they... Like, Huey and Annie, like, it looks like they're going to have, like, a happy ending. And then, mm. all of a sudden, like, before, like, right before it ends, like, Starlight just executes them, and then the screen just goes black or Dude. something. Like, they yeah. just... <laughs> like, they just... you just be like, wait, what? That'd be off the rails. I don't know. They're, 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 like, sleeping together in pink sands, but this time, she actually, like, when her eyes light up, she actually makes them purposely kill them. That was that was just getting crazy. Anything's possible, but this I don't know. Just, this is getting crazy. So yeah, I mean, I think we've definitely gotten like pretty crazy with our season three and season five predictions and stuff. But I guess I kind of want to almost circle back to what we talked about in the beginning because your account is from Tumblr, so mm-hmm. you kind of want to tell us a little bit about like you know, the Tumblr side of the fandom. You touched on it a little bit, but just you know about you know, kind of what the Tumblr site is like and, you know, what t- kind of content is on there in general and just all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, um, I honestly don't know a ton about the Instagram fandom, but I guess, I don't know, There's the drama is very, very minimal. I don't know how much there is on Instagram, but there's, like, hardly anything goes on on that front. I don't know, It's there's a lot of people who just, you know, like to take the show and make just like their own creations off of it whether that's like edits or gifs or like photo things or fan fiction um a lot of just that getting like spread around and everything um and like with the memes too it's like a totally different kind of thing like i don't know if you see those uh those like tumblr screenshots of like text posts that are just like really weird and random uh yeah. it's sort of like that but focused on the boys those are those are hilarious and i think the people that do them they do them so well because it's like whenever i read them it's like stuff like i feel like for me like it'd be hard for me to write something like that but like when whenever i read them i'm always like oh yeah this sounds exactly like what like like i read a lot of the annie and huey ones i'm like oh yeah this sounds exactly like what um what they would say like there was one funny one i saw i don't know why i remember this it was super random but it was like annie and huey bringing in groceries huey extends out his hand and then it's like to like grab a bag of groceries, and then it, then it's like Annie switches all of the groceries to one hand so she can hold Huey's hand, and Huey's just yes. like, "That's not what I was trying to." to you know what? Okay, never mind. <laughs> and then and yeah. then there was another one where it was like, oh gosh, it was something like I don't remember it now. But it was something like you know I don't want to make you mad, and it was like why? It's like because you're scary when you're angry. And she's like, oh yeah, that's a valid point. Just something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And you know, another thing is there's a, like a fair amount of uh, Huey Busher shippers on Tumblr. I don't know how much of that there is anywhere else, but there's like, you see a lot more of that than Huey Annie, I think. Yeah, that is, that is interesting. I've seen a lot of that um, on Twitter. I've seen a lot of it on Twitter. Instagram doesn't <laughs> do a lot of the shipping stuff from what I've seen. It's, it, there's not a lot of that on there. Um, yeah. And it's not all shipping, of course, but like, Right. You get a good amount of it. Yeah, I know Butcher Huey is definitely like a really big popular one. I honestly wish mm-hmm. there was more Huey Annie stuff, and I'm kind of shocked that there's not. But I guess I kind of understand why. Like, I, I guess the point of, like, for me, The Boys is the first fandom that I've ever been in um, mm-hmm. that has to do with, like, a TV show. So I didn't really understand, like, how it worked and, like, the whole, like, fan fiction side of it and everything. Like, I didn't really get it. Like, I'm still kind of learning all of that now. But I guess, like, you know, the main point of, like, fan fiction is things like that, is that people write stuff that don't exist in the show and, you know, obviously make up right. their own, like, thing. 
So I guess for a lot of people like Huey and Annie are basic, they're vanilla. They're like your standard couple. Like there's no reason to write anything for them. Like instead, mm -hmm. like you're going to like you would write something that's not in the show, like ship Huey with somebody else or ship him with Butcher or, you know, like things like that. Right. Um, because like the show gives you all the Huey Annie content and everyone else has to make up for their own stuff. So I think that's why you see it a lot more. That's very true. Yeah. Although I'll argue there's never there's never enough Huey any content, you know? Okay, anyone, I can see that for sure. If anyone from a Tumblr is listening to this who's a fanfic writer, uh, just do like a 10 million page Huey Annie essay. I'll read it. All right. That's my, uh, that's my ask. Yeah, I'm sure there's, a, you could find a lot on a, I don't know if you've heard of Archive of Our Own, but that's where all the fanfiction is. I think actually shockingly, because I went on there once, there's actually nothing for them. I think there's like two. Really? And that's it. There's the fan fiction, I think, in general for the boys is like super low. Like, there's not much at all. And like, mm -hmm. a lot of it is like, I think there's maybe, um, I think there's like four Huey Annie ones. Hmm. I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, there's not much at all like on any, on any platform, which is interesting. Mm. But yeah, a AO3 specifically, there's nothing really on there. Honestly, I don't know a whole lot about Tumblr. It seems kind of fun, though. Yeah, it's it's very different for sure. Like for a long time, I I don't know. I just saw screenshots and whatever, and I didn't really get it. Like you just kind of got to be on there to to get it. I mean, it's not that it's that weird, but I don't know. It's a it's a bit different for sure. Yeah, yeah. I've noticed a lot of a uh, lot of gifts on uh tumblr though like from what i've seen like i don't have an account on there but i've i've went on there just to browse from time to time i see a lot of people make gifts and stuff which is definitely really nice yeah I think one of the problems with the boys in general is because it's not like a really big show it's hard to find like gifts of stuff and a lot of the characters like names are super basic and niche so if you look it up you're just going to get like random stuff like if i search like starlight gifts right it's going to give me right. probably My Little Pony Starlight. It's going to give me actual like nature, like stars, and then mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of Starlight from the boys. If you would search like Mother's Milk Gifts, I don't even know what you would get. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, if you I wouldn't want to look that up. I don't, yeah. know if you want to, I don't know if I want to know what you get if you search that. And then, and then if you search up the boys' gifts, it's like, wow, the boys is such a general like name, like the boys. Wow, great. So you're yeah. probably just going to get like... <sighs> I don't know. It's um, a lot of the characters are just like named very. I know there's there's another one that comes to mind, but I can't think of it right now. What's another character that it's like? It's just like a name for just like a basic. Yeah, I mean, if you went like butcher gifts, you just get like some like actual yeah. butcher. Yeah, like butchering stuff. Yeah. 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 So. Oh, uh, translucent. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, there couldn't be many gifts of him anyway. But even if there was, yeah. Gifts of him are nowhere to be found, just like his character. Sick joke. Sick joke. So who's your favorite character between those two? So between Frenchie and Kamika, right? Yeah. I don't know if I could pick one. Because, uh, like, I see, like, some parts of myself in Kamiko, like, not a lot, but some. And, but I just, like, really love Frenchie because I'm just a sucker for garbage white boys. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just compromise and say Kenji because he's so underrated. I love him. Oh yeah, her brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Realistically, they're both even. Okay, so here's the here's the million dollar question. Then you have to kill one of them. Okay. Um, I would I would kill. It depends, I guess. Because the thing about Kimiko is she's probably immortal to an extent. So would it be worse for her to watch Frenchie? Or like die of aging. Well, I guess that'd be if both of them are alive. Would it be worse for her to like just watch him die, or and then just keep living for a long time, or for her to die and then Frenchie would just kind of die eventually in a normal span of time? Just because yeah. they both suffer <laughs> either way. I think Kamiko could definitely get get by though without having like I feel like if Frenchie died, like she'd be affected by it, but not nearly as much. I think mm -hmm. if Kamiko died, Frenchie would be wrecked by it. And you kind of see like a teaser of that. Like when when she fights Black Noir uh, and it looks like she's dead. Yeah. You know? And then she and he's like kind of like crying and then she like s starts to resurrect and he's like, what is happening? Mm -hmm. 
And I guess if if you kill Frenchie, then that gives Kimiko like a ton of motivation to destroy like any soups or whatever, like like for just until I th- he drops I think, dead. I think he already is kind of like that because after uh Lamplighter, but mm-hmm. I see what you mean. He'd have more incentive. Oh, I mean Kimiko. If if Frenchie dies, oh. then Kimiko would have all that in- incentive. Yeah. Yeah. And she could do more with it than Frenchie, you know? True. She already kind of does because her brother, right? Which that scene with her brother is an interesting one, too, because it, um, like, the way they handle Kenji is very similar to how they handle Translucent. Like, they have him trapped, like, on a boat. And, like, Translucent, they had him trapped, like, underground. Yeah. You know, they both get free because one of the characters tries to bring them food. And then they use the food to break out. And whatever. I didn't even realize that parallel. That's okay. Yeah. So I think it's Huey that like sympathizes with Translucent. Um, and he tries to bring him like dips or something. And then Frenchie tries to sympathize with Kenji and (laughs) is like, Oh, because I want to get to know Kamiko, like, can you help me? Like, whatever. And he brings him like, you know, chips and a drink, and then Kenji uses it to like break free. Yeah. Didn't even think about that. That's interesting. I guess one thing we didn't we didn't really ask um, up at the top, but what made you actually get get into the boys? This is something we've asked everybody so far. Like, what kind of what got you into the show itself, or like, how did you like find out about it? I guess, and like, what what yeah made you watch it outside Wait, of Frenchie okay. Nico, I guess. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. I was seeing like the trailers and whatever for season one. And, I don't know, Amazon Prime's, like, the only streaming service I have or whatever. So I just kind of watch whatever looks interesting, because, I don't know, I just watch TV, like, while I'm doing stuff around the house. So that was just one of the shows I put on one day. And I was, like, I was moderately into it. Um, and then I forgot about it for a while, between season one and two. And then when season two was coming out, I was like, oh my gosh, I completely forgot about this show. It just actually, I don't know. It was, I was like, it's kind of cool, but I don't know if I'll watch season two. And then I remembered the whole Frenchie and Kimiko thing. And I rewatched it, and I'm like, oh, I need so much more of this in my life. So then I got, like, full-blown into the fandom and everything from there. Yeah. yeah. I guess, I guess so coming from somebody, because we've kind of talked about a little bit, I guess, like, how the show, like, they, they almost, like, force ship Huey and Annie, and Kimiko and Frenchie are kind of sidelined. Does that, does that... I guess frustrate you in a way about how like Frenchie and Kamiko don't really get like that much screen time together. But they're kind of like almost sidelined in a sense. Yeah, I think like the moments they have are really good, but it's just it's so few compared to everything else. And just like the amount of like we've had to see I don't know, a bunch of sex scenes and whatever with like all the other couples of, of any sort, whether it's like Homelander and Stormfront or whatever, and we can't even see like we couldn't even see them hug like in that that one uh, part at the end of episode eight, season two. Because like right. Huey and Annie hug, and then you like presumably Frenchie goes to hug Kamiko, but we can't even see that. Whereas we're seeing like all this other garbage from the ships. I don't care about, but not garbage, <laughs> but you know. Yeah, I mean, well, maybe though, is that kind of maybe? Do you think though? is that more of a testament to Kamiko's character that the way they've wrote her so far is like really reserved and quiet and like having her like have like an outright, like even maybe hug Frenchie would still be maybe a little bit too much for her character at this point. Like maybe she hasn't bonded with him that much yet. I I could see that for sure. But yeah, I guess just like all the interactions that they've had have been really good. It's just there, there are very few for sure. Yeah, and it almost makes you want more in a sense because you don't you don't get a lot of it. Yeah. But yeah, overall, I mean, Frenchie and Kamiko are pretty good. I mean, they're definitely not my my favorite, obviously, but you know, hopefully, you know, I'd still like to see see them do good in season three and like you know, just kind of progress and everything. Yeah. We'll see what happens. I because I know they're adding in a bunch of new characters for season three, so I'm really curious how that bites into the screen time of everybody else. Because if you're adding in like a whole bunch of like superheroes and stuff, like especially like Soldier Boy and things like that, like how does that cut into the screen time of like these little 
these little like plot things like the like a lot of people don't really care about the ships and the boys so how does that cut into the screen time of both of the you know ships that are ongoing it'll be interesting to see if they make time for it or not yeah and not even that it's like a the more i don't want to call mm a minor character but he just does not get enough i don't know screen time and stuff into his background and everything so i'm hoping for more of that from season three as well yeah, that would be really nice to see his background. Oh, this is really random. So, yeah, I saw this thing where they said, like, something more insane than whatever we've seen is going to happen, like, before Herogasm. So, right. and I mean, I'm sure they're always saying that about everything. Like, ah, it's going to be more insane. It'll definitely be, whatever it is, it's going to be insane. I imagine it's going to be a lot of death, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know, because... I think with season three, hopefully they do a little bit of a better job of... I don't know if you felt the same way about season two as I did, but for me, the first couple episodes of season two were like kind of boring in a sense. Yeah. Like, I did not... I didn't really enjoy those two. And I just kind of hope that like season three, like... I mean, I want it to get off to a good start. I don't want it to be like an insane start, which it sounds like it's going to be an insane start. So we'll see how crazy it is, but... I think I would like for it to just, I don't know, just have a good pace, I guess, throughout the season, you know? Because I felt like season two, it, like, there were some episodes where it's just, like, it feels like nothing happens. And then other episodes where, like, so much happens, and it's like, okay, what is happening? So, I don't know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, overall, though, I think season three is going to be really exciting. I'm hyped for it, but in the meantime, you know, people can check out, you know, while you're waiting for season three, you can browse all the the fan-made content you know there's still a lot of people out there making making content for the boys and posting about it so you know one people you can check out if you like frenchie and kamika you can go check out pineapples perhaps you know 800 followers right yeah the pineapples perhaps got around 500 uh but the we'll make it 800 if you're listening to it make it trying to get there make we got to make it 800 send everybody over there make a tumblr account follow it get it to 800 that's the goal so you will you will not be let down promise perfect especially if you like frenchie and kamiko yeah and then just for anything the boys related or all that would be fuck yeah the boys prime dot right. sweet and that one's at 800 right yes yeah all right, we gotta that get we gotta i've been up there we gotta get that one to a thousand that's the goal I, if you I hope so. this push it to a thousand yeah, well, thank you so much for coming on. It was fun to talk about Frenchie and Kamiko because that is something that we have not discussed yet too much on the pod. So it's kind of neat yeah, to you know, get that it. perspective. Yeah, yeah thanks um, for having me. It's been yeah, an honor to talk about the best ship in boys. No offense, Ooh. but also. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll stay reserved. All right. It was great having you on. You're a great guest. Everybody, please follow her pages. It will be in the link in the description. And uh, you guys are the real heroes. Tune in next time for episode five. Peace out. Bye.